0: Weekly text-based Tanya, we are in the middle of chapter 42. We started chapter 42 with a question about awe of Hashem. Really, since chapter 41, we've been speaking about awe of Hashem, awe and love. And now in 42, we're focusing on the awe part. And we're saying, where do you get this awe? I would like to have awe of Hashem. Where can I get some? And we yeah ordered it on Amazon. So we say the where, the place where you order the all from is within you, yes. Specifically, it is the Meish within you. Okay, what is the Meish within you? It is a particular function or faculty. What is it? What? Das. Das, yes. Das is the technical Kabbalistic term for it. Give me a, an English practical translation of what that means. What is das in this context?
1: Experiential knowledge.
0: Experiential knowledge, great. So how do you have experiential knowledge of abstract spiritual concepts What process is required for that? Meditation. Meditation. Okay. So basically, in Chapter 42, we started off and we said, if you want to have all of Hashem, which is an emotion, there's a cognitive process which will give birth to that. And it's really engaging your own internal mesho which has the capacity to take the abstract spiritual concepts of God and turn those into feelings, personal feelings. That, that's where we left off. Is
1: toiling and meditation synonymous?
0: With? Well, you, you, mentioned the to, you mentioned toiling. He mentioned two types of toil, toil of the body and toil of the soul. Do you remember that? Toil of the body and toil of the soul. We spoke about it last week. Yeah, beat up the body. Beat up the body, which was similar to which chapter? 18. 29. Okay, <laughs> and beating up the body doesn't mean throw yourself into a wall. What what does it mean? Well, I have a good class over here. Someone will answer. What does it mean? Yeah, beating up the body means punch yourself. What does it mean? What? Subjugating the ego into the will of the godly soul. Right. So, so how do you subjugate the ego? What do you do? What's the exercise? What's the process? Okay. Bitul is the the end goal. Crushing and It's also a cognitive process it's basically review, reviewing the deficiencies of the ego how the ego gets us in trouble when it when we follow its its will it's uh, like we learned in chapter 29 and then toil of the soul <coughs> means straining yourself to focus on spiritual concepts to think about god But not just in a la-di da type way, like it's for fun. No, you have to really break a sweat. That's why it's called toil. Okay. Where we left off is we actually mentioned a meditation that's from Pirke Aves. Did you know there are meditations in Pirkei Aves? Sure there are. It says, (laughs) he stackel vishlashadvarim. Stare at three things. What does it mean, stare at three things? Like at the mall when they used to have those things where you have to stare at the picture of the car and it becomes three-dimensional? You guys know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, no. Okay. So I didn't make it up? No. Nope. Okay. I have a
1: whole book of them.
0: You have a whole book of them. Mm-hmm. What are they called?
1: Holograms. Not holograms. What? Just
0: no, there's a brand no, name over for a Proprietary uh, name of it.
1: No, you, you, like look look into. you stare at it and it eye becomes eye three-dimensional. Oh, that. Where's okay, Waldo? Now place. where's Waldo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the Pirkei obviously says stare at three things. What does it mean stare? Stare means with your mind's eye. It means mentally cogitate, focus, intensely. And intently. On what? Eye and Raya, an eye that sees, voice and shemas, and an ear that hears, etc. We're talking about God's omnipotence. Meditate on the concept, not omnipotence, omniscience. Meditate on symbolism of God's omniscience. And that will lead you to what feeling? Oh. Yeah, good. Good. What's the third thing or ear that The third thing is etc. He doesn't say yeah. what it is. <laughs> but do you know what it is? Oh, very good. Wow. And wow. all your deeds are recorded in a book. Mm. Doesn't mean a book of paper. <laughs> it means that everything is uh, recorded. It's all on the record. I wonder why the rabbi wrote that etc. Et I wonder too, and I don't know the answer, but it is surely significant because in Tanya, as opposed to other teachings of the Rebbe, which were orally transmitted and then transcribed, Tanya was written by the Rebbe himself and he was precise with every single word and even spellings of words. So I'm sure there is a, a reason why he writes etc. not the third thing. Don't know. Hmm?
1: Everybody can pick their own third thing that they should
0: meditate on. Anyway. Oh, and like both. leave it, it open? Right. Yeah, like wild card? <laughs> Uno wild card? Okay. okay. You have the
1: chassidim, you have the lifeshire, yeah.
0: <laughs> so everyone can think about whatever inspires off <laughs> for them. Okay, so now he says, And although he has no bod- bodily likeness... You know where that expression is from?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: expression? Doesn't the song go, hey, like of, hey, the most like of? Yeah! So where is that from? You know from your grandfather's shul? Yeah. Anusmirus is also one of those uh, hits that they sing at the end of davening. Ah, names and Okay. ki <laughs> and although God has no bodily likeness, right? Hold on a second. You just told me to meditate on an eye that sees and an ear that hears, but God doesn't have an eye or an ear. He's not a person. He has no bodily likeness, why?
1: Well.
0: Yeah, that's what we said. You understand what the elder is asking? So how is this visualization going to help me when it's not really true? That's the et to the contrary. To the contrary. To the contrary. Everything is revealed and known to him infinitely more than a physical eye that sees or a physical ear that hears. In other words, you're right. It's not a physical eye or a physical ear. It's a, it's a metaphor. And that's what makes it more powerful because his eye, quote-unquote, is an unlimited eye. And his ear, quote-unquote, is a unlimited And how do we say God
1: doesn't have one? He doesn't have one? Well, not in the
0: physical sense. Right. His, so this is a, he doesn't get into this discussion over here, but generally the way we understand it is, by the way, you can have the same question, not about a physical, um, biological thing like, like, like an eye, but you could have the same question regarding something more rarefied, such as wisdom. Would you ascribe wisdom to God? Or is that an anthropomorphism? And our answer... Do we ever use wisdom to describe God? Yes, sure. We describe God as... As, 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 the, as having chokhmah or as having Bina. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, really nice. Well, that's, the ten sphirois are Hashem sphirois. chokhmah, Bina, Das. So seemingly we're describing godly attributes. But what we say is that he is the source of these attributes. So when we talk about these attributes, we're not attempting to describe God. We're describing the attributes as we know them, with the understanding that we are limited to our own experience, and then understanding that God is the source of those attributes and therefore possesses any of those attributes in a manner that infinitely surpasses the way that we know those attributes. So, he doesn't have a physical eye that sees or a physical ear that hears, but that's all the more awe-inspiring, and ain't that the point right now, right? That's the context, as we're trying to instill awe. You want a better metaphor, the, the al says? It's like a person who's aware of what's, the sensations going on in his body, in all of his 248 limbs, such as cold and hot. So a person who knows that his feet are cold, not because he's looking at them or listening, but because it's his feet. He could feel it. He could feel it. Even if his toenail gets scalded or gets burnt, he feels that. So what are we saying? That all of reality exists within Hashem. He's not going outside of himself, God forbid. There is no outside of himself, in order to become updated on the conditions of this world. Everything is taking place within him, and so he's completely in tune and aware of it, because it's happening within him, just like if you would be aware if your, your toenail got burnt. V'heyn mehusam Musum. In your brain, you know everything that's going on in your body. That's the way, metaphorically speaking, Hashem knows everything that's going on for all of His created beings in the higher and lower worlds. They all come from Him, like it says, for everything is from you. So that's his omniscience. His omniscience isn't, he's got really good, uh, he gets really good reports. He gets updated constantly. No, 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 That's not his omniscience. His omniscience is, he's aware of his, his, his self. And everything exists within Hashem. And mm-hmm. just want to check back in with everybody. Why are we talking about this? What's the point of... To develop awe? To develop awe. Thank you for reminding us. For yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's like the thoughts that are you're like, you're not impressed? Okay, because maybe you're thinking about it like we're trying to tell you how great God is. And if and if that were the goal, I don't think it's impressive either because God's infinite. So what are you going to tell me? He knows everything that's happening in a finite world? He's infinite. You're right. It's not impressive. That's not the point, though. The point is you have to make it a more subjective experience. You have to think about Not how much does God know. I can't even wrap my head around that. It's a a useless, whatever, if there would even be a way of conveying that, it would be useless because I can't wrap wrap my head around it. It's not how much does God know. How smart is God? How up-to-date is God? How informed is God? How omniscient is God? That's not really the point. The point is how much of my life is God attuned to. Yeah, don't think about how smart is God, how up-to-date is God. That's not the point. The point is when I think about my experiences, my life, when I think about my life, my whole story, my whole journey, everything leading up to this moment and everything that will ever unfold, how present is God in that story? That's the point. The awe is that I'm coming to realize how present Hashem is in my life.
1: How do we come to realize that? How can we feel
0: that? Well, let's not, let's not ask what's for dinner when supper's sitting on the table in front of us. He just served us a classic meditation. He just served us a meditation. He's saying, meditate. On the eye that sees and the ear that hears. He's telling us this will lead to awe. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't do it, we just talked about it. Maybe that's part of the problem. It was just telling you to meditate, and we didn't actually go and meditate on it.
1: We need like an experiential part of this
0: program. We probably need to have like yoga mats, and everybody goes to their own corner. The Soul Words Words branded yoga mats. Mm -hmm. And everyone goes to their own corner, and we turn off the lights, and everybody just meditates for 20 minutes. Probably we need to do that, but the YouTube people would just No, no, know—you're right. No one would be quiet.
1: Yeah. You could pause. I
0: can't believe you're here, by the way. And aren't we? follow you. You follow me. So last night,
1: I'm up all night. He's
0: in Baltimore. I, I was, I, I was, in, I was in. I was in Florida for Shabbos. In Inverary. No, for Shabbos, I was in Inverary. That I know, okay. Okay. It's, it's a very nice community in, in Florida. It's about 20 minutes from Fort Lauderdale Airport. I spent Shabbos there, it was beautiful. Is this for Chabad? That, there was a Chabad, yeah, there. Okay. okay, so then I got on the plane for. Well, first of all, my glasses broke. My gla- You want to hear all about this? My gla- okay. Sure, no problem. So my glasses broke five minutes before shkia, So I had to tape them up and they were all wobbly. But well, listen to what we did. So the guy I was staying with, he's like, I got a buddy. He owns a chain of optical stores in Miami. He's going to help us. We went to the mall right before my flight. And we went in there and the owner of the chain called up the manager and said, take care of this rabbi. And they made me these glasses in like 10 minutes, brand new. Oh, so you're so
1: lucky. Yes,
0: so they made the new glasses in 10 minutes flat. I couldn't tell by the way. Yeah, what? So then we got on the plane.
1: Did he make you a backup pair in case they break it? So here's the interesting thing
0: (laughs) I have 10 pairs of the same glasses at home. I, you know that Teddy Roosevelt used to do this too. I'm not comparing myself <laughs> to Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, but he had a paranoia about his glasses breaking. When he went into battle, he would have extra glasses <laughs> but sewn into. Well, in here's the thing.
1: They have to be
0: in your <laughs> so I have 10 pairs of glasses in my office. Yeah. I don't bring them with me when I travel. I don't know no. why. You that, need that
1: here, I do. Because no, that no, wasn't, I now I will.
0: So that wasn't part yeah. of my paranoid yeah. fantasy. Because
1: of you, I need another pair of glasses now. Why? Yeah. Because you, I,
0: now I feel like Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, like, now I, I gave you something know. to worry about. So
1: <laughs>
0: I thought about the LASIK, I yeah. I want to hear okay. The rest of okay, so started. then my, I got the glasses fixed okay. or replaced. So then we got to the airport. Then we got out of Southwest, because Southwest, I had to speak in Baltimore last night. Oh, now, BWI you. is a Southwest hub. so time it a, at seven? My flight was something. 1, 1 p.m., thinking? And my speaking engagement in Baltimore was 8 p.m. Oh, 8.
1: Okay. I thought it was 7. 8. Wasn't sure. Which typically should have been okay. technically should have been fine. So anyways,
0: the plane took an hour to take off because they said there was weather on, in, in Miami. Yeah, there was weather. And then <laughs> we got about like half an hour from Baltimore, and they're like, oh, we've got to go in a holding pattern because the air traffic control radio is down. And and they I, I learned a new term. They said in the DMV. I thought DMV was Department of Motor Vehicles. DMV is D C Maryland Virginia. It means that whole region. I learned that last night. So then they're can like.
1: Can I ask you why you went to Baltimore at the end? If you had to go, if you missed your speaking.
0: Of I'm going to tell you. I'm yeah. telling you the whole thing because we're not learning Tanya anymore. So no, I'm just going to tell no, you.
1: I, I was uh, it was a whole. Night I'm going to tell you. And please okay. give us
0: all okay. the details. Very They're very important. <laughs> they okay. So, and by the way, just so you know, of course, on the Southwest flight, I sat in row 16 with the, with the best oh, seat. Well, C- you know C- about row 16. C- C- row 16.
1: Why? What's
0: row 16? It's very All right. Very, very good. That's right. It's the exit row in Southwest. We have no one in front of you. You can stick your feet out. Okay. Very good. 16A,
1: B, or C? Exit. It's, the, it's the, w- the window.
0: Okay. So then what happened is they diverted us to Pittsburgh. Oh. So, I called my brother, he lives in Pittsburgh, I went, hey, I'm in Pittsburgh right now, I'm at the airport, maybe I'll come see you. He? Well, here's the deal, I had a professional driver who was supposed to pick me up in Baltimore after my speaking engagement and drive me to, well, I'll tell you why I did it. It's not
1: he needed it.
0: I'll tell you why I had a professional.
1: You have to get from point A
0: to point B. No, because if I would have, Flown from Baltimore back to New York. There, there are no more flights. There are no red-eye flights. No. I'd have to wait till the morning, and I would risk missing this class.
1: Uh, I knew it. That's how I was Because called. of this you class, so of
0: class. course I came for this class. So I had a okay. driver set up to, <laughs> to pick me up at ten o'clock in Baltimore after the speaking engagement. Unfortunately. We were on the ground in Pittsburgh, waiting for air traffic control in Baltimore to clear. And I was on the ground in Pittsburgh for like three or four hours. I actually even texted the driver and I asked him, "Maybe you want to just drive to Pittsburgh and pick me up there?" <laughs> and he was almost going to do that, but then, then in the end, what, basically what it and I, there were no flights to New York anymore. There were no flights from Pittsburgh to New York. So basically, what I had to do is had to finish flying to Baltimore, then get out. To, then get out of the airport, get picked up by this guy, and then drive three and a half hours. Oh, and I got, I got back at 3 a.m. I got back at 3 a.m. And I then know, I, started know. I started Rambam Hilchus Kiddush HaChadosh, three parakem a day, Hilchus Kiddush Achaydush, at three in the morning. And then I came here.
1: Oh. You deserve next Monday off. Thank you. I hope you be yes. a yes. godly. You beyond time and space. Yes. You're not in time and you're not out of time. Yeah. I was waiting for Kanye to cancel the class. I was
0: like, no, but he's making. No, no, I'm not gonna miss Tanya. Not gonna miss Tanya. Even though in the end we didn't learn any Tanya. What? Can we learn Tanya now? Because I came all the way for Tanya.
1: Yes. What?
0: Just to come here, that would be a shame not to learn it now. What are you saying? On the material? Yes.
1: Thank you. There's a lot of people
0: out there that teach differently and they interpret yes. like this
1: statement as crushing the body and
0: Hamulab Shalit at as suppress your emotion enough. Yeah. So
1: that your subconscious right So what when I read mean, crushing the body right for the regular person like me, it means suppress, suppress, suppress your body or just they evil
0: but it is it, really not what it is. Right. Right? It's really... So you want to go back to that... I
1: just, I, I just got triggered when I, when I read...
0: Well, why didn't you bring it up 20 I minutes ago when we mentioned it? Because we were on that plane. We so were excited, plane excited about your journey. <laughs> what? No, 20 minutes ago when I was reviewing what we learned last week, and I mentioned what is the strain of the body and what's mm-hmm. the strain of the soul. Why didn't I bring it up then? I don't know. My train of I. You didn't get triggered until now. Okay, so... The strain, very good. Well, we spoke about it. No problem. I don't mind to elaborate, even though it's going backwards. So, what did we say? Because I feel that we did mention what it is. What, When we were reviewing at the beginning of t- this week, when we were reviewing last week, what did we say the strain of the body is? Remember, I said, is it throwing yourself into a wall? Is it punching yourself? Like no. something with the
1: the ego and aligning the behavior. To I didn't
0: really, didn't really understand.
1: You didn't really understand. No. I also was
0: We didn't even use the word ignore. In fact, we used the opposite word. We used the word focus. What did we say? Don't think about what you're afraid that I might have said. What what did we say? Okay, what did we say? Well, no problem. We'll elaborate. I, I, you're right. It is a trouble spot for a lot of people. What did we say? I
1: like focus on the nature of the ego. It reveal what
0: your ego, like understand your ego, what does that look like? Tell me. Describe the process. Describe the process. So, so I have the proper urge, process. The right, I correct. Okay. Does this take place stop when it. you're feeling the urge to eat cake at 11 p.m.? Does this exercise take place when you're trying, when you're feeling an urge to eat cake at 11 p.m.? Well, they can. No, it's. Before before also. It's. It is done preemptively. It is a regimen. This is not a response to urges. Right. What is it? It's a regimen. It's a way of life.
1: So what do you do, regiment?
0: You'd set aside time right. to remove certain obstacles to your spiritual growth. One of those obstacles is—we spoke about this at length in chapter twenty-nine—the complacency of the body/ego that we'll try to convince you that everything's fine and that we don't need to do anything any differently and if there are any problems, it was because other people are to blame. And (laughs) yeah, and the way we break it down is by reviewing how how successful or unsuccessful life has been whenever we have allowed our ego and our animalistic desires to dictate our life choices. It's just a review. It's just a, we're just thinking about it. Okay, hold on a second. Objectively speaking, when I do allow my body to run my life, how has that worked out for me? That's it, that's it. So it's just, it's a it's a it's a, an exercise in self-awareness. It's an exercise in self-awareness. Right. well, how shall Yeah, I know, yeah. ignore your heart it's not. Correct, yeah, yes.
1: So when you say. You're right. Yeah. the you become self-aware, is that so that you can become self-aware to conquer and crush?
0: What we, in this context, you become self-aware <clears throat> because the self-awareness itself removes an impediment to spiritual growth. Uh-huh. Without the self-awareness, then we're just going to continue to repeat the same habits and we will not be open for spiritual growth, specifically in the area of awe, which is the context of this chapter. So we're removing the rationalization of the body ego, so that we can become receptive to some new ideas that might inspire us. Didn't
1: you label it unbridled joy?
0: Not in this chapter. Maybe in chapter thirty-three we spoke about unbridled joy. So you
1: Twenty-nine.
0: Twenty-nine. Uh, okay.
1: You remove the, rational- rational-
0: the rationalizations of the body and the ego could, like, that are keeping you complacent. in like a real life example like the excuses it's Monday morning the excuses we make for ourselves so, we, so no. we think about real life examples and we say okay hold, hold on a second it's like a little intervention you know where they like corner the guy and they're like okay here's all your friends and family and they have all this evidence about how you're messing up your life and we're going to make you listen to it and you can't look away so that's what it is He's ref- yes, I, didn't I say that this is the same concept we learned in chapter 29? You are saying, well, why is he saying it again? He's saying it again because he's reminding you that in order to develop the awe, you're going to have to be working with a receptive heart and mind. And we, need to, we might need to go do some uh, touch-up, in, in the chapter 29 type style uh, to remove some of that rationalization. But that's not the point of this chapter. Just reminding you to keep doing that on a maintenance level. Because without it we're not going to be receptive. What? I have not been doing it. So this is a reminder that we need to keep doing it.
1: When, and then what is the strain of the soul?
0: When should we do it? Uh,
1: yeah, like, okay, I'm not in the mood to bench. I wash, I have read. I'm not in the mood to right, bench.
0: Right, that's not the time to do it. The time to do it is part of your regimen, so that when a dilemma comes up, you're going to be more aligned with God's will for you. This is not a response to what to do in the moment when you're conflicted. It's part of a regimen. Just like, ladies, you know how, like, you're, to your credit, I, I, I'll really, I'll say this, I won't hold back my praise, it's very impressive how religiously people attend this class right that's part of your life you have that carved out and basically very little is going to cause you to miss it okay that's wonderful there are certain things that you need to do for yourself maybe this is the time to mention it now that we're finally on chapter 42 you can't just have a weekly tanya course and expect it to be life-changing I mean, when you're very new to it, the ideas are so new, it feels so exciting that you think it's life-changing. But maybe to some extent, it's starting a process of changing your life. Mm -hmm. But to really change your life, there have to be daily rituals and routines Mm -hmm. that you set up for yourself. This is not like I'm telling you there's a set schedule for this. Yeah, that too. But right now, I'm specifically speaking about having a prayer and meditation routine for yourself.
1: There's many meditations.
0: There are many medi- meditations, that's true. Like what do you mean? Like
1: what type of meditation Rabbi, the hard thing is carving out the time. Mm-hmm. Love and awe. It's because right? I made a commitment to do this after davening, mm-hmm. that I would sit down mm-hmm. and meditate after davening. Well, the first two days I did it, and then... Uh, I, I.
0: might I might suggest to you to be very... Religious about two times of day, about your morning routine and your bedtime routine. So your morning routine, I would strongly suggest to you to engage in prayer and meditation before you allow the world to touch you.
1: Like I remember doing
0: Well, at the, yeah. At the very least, Modani, yeah. But yeah, and the truth is Maidani you shouldn't even meditate on, and I'll tell you why. Because the whole point of Maidani is to say it when you're half awake. You and if you can meditate when you saying Maidani, you waited too long. Oh. But there is <laughs>
1: spreading Yeah? Doesn't the Val say that just having self-awareness is healing itself?
0: OK, you're right. So we don't have to do anything else. No. I'm <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm
1: saying that's step one, just being aware of
0: what's Okay, so should we cancel this class and go? Oh, we're not meeting next
1: week. Oh, we're not meeting next week. My question is: did we meditate that on God's eyes? Yeah. Yes. And when I meditate that on, on that in the morning, then during the day,
0: yes. when I feel like I'm not in the mood to do this, yes. Yes, you just said it correctly. But I don't, I don't agree. Oh. You, you don't agree? What do you mean? You mean that hasn't been your experience? Uh, I, no, or you don't believe it would be your experience? Yeah, like... But how I'm can sorry. you say that without trying I'm it?
1: <laughs> I'm not, like, inspired, and I know we're not here
0: to But this inspired. isn't It's here to inspire. Here's the deal. This is not supposed to pump you up. It, yeah, it It's I not supposed like to. Some I learning, think. the whole point of it is to pump people up. Okay, so since you're telling me the way we ought to learn Tanya, let me tell you something about the way we are learning Tanya. <laughs> there are certain ways of studying Tanya or any other subject where the studying itself is the inspiration. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel good. And in certain ways, it is healing to an extent, as, as healing as something can be that lasts for an hour once a week. That's not how we're learning at all I believe the way we're doing is the true chabad style which is we're giving you information the information in and of itself sometimes it's inspiring sometimes it's cool ideas like oh that's cool but sometimes it's not inspiring no no it's not uh, sometimes it's very technical but the point of it sometimes is we
1: don't even like the
0: class sometimes you don't even like it yeah sometimes you True. Yeah, more than that, like it. We've had some times where people get very upset, which yes. is oh, yeah. okay as long as nobody like runs away crying. Then it's okay.
1: You eat a lot of chocolate after
0: sometimes. What? Sometimes we have to eat a lot of chocolate. You eat chocolate to life. soothe yourself yes. after the intensity yes. of this year yes. Okay. I'm saying without any irony whatsoever. I think that that's probably wise of you. Yes. Like if you feel that class was too intense and you need to eat some chocolate to like placate yourself so that you can take it again next week, then look, you've been coming here week after week for, for, for years, so yeah. obviously you're doing something right. So right. if chocolate is part of what makes it work, go ahead, use the is chocolate. Is that in alignment with Hashem's will for us? Um, I think it's a case-by-case basis. I'm not telling you that everybody well, should eat chocolate right. after the you share. the way, chocolate. Yeah, the fair chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah? What kind of chocolate?
1: Right. So then I looked at it and I said, Why am I upset at Ashra? Ashra didn't do anything to me. <laughs> and then I realized that it's not. I was like, What am I feeling? I'm frustrated. Why? Because I need time. I don't have time.
0: Is that awareness that I needed time? I was like, okay. Why? That's I true. That, but I that's a different discussion.
1: Okay. It's to, to so, and the time, but it's
0: like okay. Positive. Okay. So so what you're saying is very legitimate and it's true. I hmm, Okay. Yes, it's true. It's true. And if this were like a one-on-one conversation and some woman were telling me she's feeling awful cuz she doesn't have kavana during ashray it might be incredibly important for me to tell her stop beating yourself up you don't have time to concentrate on actually you're wonderful you're great stop hating yourself that's that's what that could be a very important conversation But if we're trying to go through tanya i can't stop every line and be like by the way in case anyone's being religiously triggered right now because of stuff that i didn't even do to you you know like, like <laughs> it's not my fault why why is my tanya class getting derailed because your teachers made you feel neurotic about not having kavanah. and if you don't think about pesach as you have to go back or you're not going to have a good life. Okay, and anyway, here's the disclaimer about everything. Everyone is wonderful. Everyone is good. Everything you do has infinite value. I'm not even, but I'm not joking. Everything you do is wonderful. Everything is good. Everything you do has infinite value. Okay, don't beat yourself up. It's progress, not perfection. We're all on a journey. We're all trying to grow. Okay. But let's let, let's try to stay focused on the specific tools that we're learning about here. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. the specific yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe you'll help me get back okay. on track. So
1: did we complete the meditation that you're going
0: through? to do? Did we complete that meditation? Yes. I mean, is there more to it? Or? Is, there more to it? Um, or is it, I'm
1: thinking, what's left of the chapter? Is it describing it did we finish the message? That's my first there's a, there's a few things left in the chapter. Okay,
0: so here's the thing: he's wow, not going to give you the emotional thing, that and and nobody can give you the emotional thing. Well, you about it, it he's giving you of, the huh? subject. And let me just establish this very clearly because yeah. this is going to happen over and over and again. Basically, chapters 41 through 50, this is all this is. He's going to give you different subjects. Listen to what he's going to tell you. The whole 41 through 50, he's going to describe different types of love and awe because there are many different flavors and stripes of love and awe. It's not just monolithic. He's going to describe all different types of love and awe. And then he's going to give you the subject matter that you're supposed to meditate on in order to induce that love and awe. Studying these words will not induce the emotional experiences that are being described in the text. It is a manual. So if you read the instructions from IKEA how to build a crib and then you're angry because you don't have a crib, that's not how it works. You have to follow the instructions. So the instru- these are instructions how to do it, but reading it doesn't make it happen. And why do we want love and all? Why do we want love and all? Okay, legitimate question. You asked that last week, though. Do you remember? But we need the answer. I do. See, yeah, it takes a long time. Okay, fair enough. That's a great okay.
1: Well, why do we want it? I wasn't here last Connection. week.
0: Connection. Connection. Well... My answer to you would be different than it would be to someone who walks in off the street holding a pizza. I would okay. like to know both answers. <laughs> um, the person walks in off the street, I'm not even sure what I would tell them. I'd have to figure out why, what they're thinking about already and try to f- like build a bridge to, to some type of common ground. So I don't know what I would say to them. But what I would say to you is, okay, at this juncture, because you didn't just pick up Tanya and open straight to chapter 42. You, you, you built up to that point. So let's just remember where we've been. And I know the journey is taking a long time, so sometimes we forget where we've been. But by the way, be thankful that I teach the way that I do, because most Tanya classes, the pace they go at, it would take you seven, eight, nine, ten 8, 9, 10 years. Okay? And I am ruthless about going very quickly, relatively quickly. So imagine how much more you would have forgotten the whole journey if it would have taken seven years to get to chapter 42. All right, instead of Yeah. Okay, so just remember where you're at. You came in at the very beginning of your Tanya journey basically confused about your own inconsistencies. I'm a religious person. I do believe that I'm supposed to serve Hashem. I just don't understand why I'm not... Consistently good at it. I so
1: that because I feel like Hashem's not
0: consistent. Okay. So, yes. that, if, if that is the concern a person has, that was addressed in chapter 26.
1: Okay, so we'll get to that in the review.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the first thing you told us, I'm reviewing the whole Tanya basically now. He's telling... The first thing he tells us is the the, the dichotomous nature, that having an animal soul and a godly soul, and that's why your results are sporadic. Sure. Then he tells us, try to focus on behaviors. Don't worry about your internal motivations. Those are very hard to control. Focus on behavior, what we call garments, thought, speech, and action. Then... And, and he says... it. The, the way to do it is just control what you can control. Yeah, okay. which he explains, at, which he explains at first as simply meaning behavioral—just behavioral. bypass the emotions and just do what you want. You, I mean, do what you, you need to do, even when you don't want. By
1: the way, you know what you could compare that to—the ice sponge. What? the ice. You know the ice plunge? Yeah. That's
0: In order to go in, that's exactly what you need. Oh, to the ice plunge!
1: Yeah, it's the truth. I've done it.
0: By the way, it's, the it's way. so funny the whole world is talking about. Oh, I'm doing my <laughs> ice bath. It's the best. Okay, can I tell you something? No.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, For hundreds of years, what were them doing every single morning?
1: Going to Smash Bring the it it ice out. and
0: go to the mikvah. The <laughs> yeah. Right, so now it's it's ice. a new trend. <laughs> For hundreds of years was smashing the ice and going in the mikvah, and now it's but a new trend. A okay. okay. But it is
1: amazing. But you but chapter have to so house me. Do okay. yeah. I don't know how they did it a hundred years ago. Yeah. What did you mean you have to do? So chapter so twenty six was Hashem Is our house stop. No, that was you going you do this? Thirty four. Well, that's to the okay, so,
0: yeah, so then we, we say, but if you're going to only focus on behavioral perfection and you have no system for changing your emotions, so that's not very sustainable, so then we learn one method for aligning your emotions to God's will, which is to trigger the adrenaline rush we spoke about how any jew would gladly give up their life in a in a case of martyrdom and that we have to uh, access that in seemingly mundane or pedestrian situations that we normally wouldn't react to with such intensity
1: is this the strain of the soul
0: no this is the no, no. We, we we got completely off of that. Oh. We're reviewing the whole Tanya now to justify whether or not we're even interested in developing all right it now. It all
1: started in Florida.
0: It all started in Florida. <laughs> we
1: got rerouted. So, got rerouted. So, we, so, l- aligning, <laughs> so aligning
0: our emotions with Hashem's will is the fact that it already exists later yeah, well that or was one one that approach. It already exists latently. Yes, that was yeah. one approach. And then he's like, okay, I got another approach for you. Well, actually, no, he doesn't do that right away. He doesn't do that right away. Next, he says, um, what do you do to deal with your emotional challenges? Like you feel your life is too difficult, right? So we dealt with, or other emotional challenges. So we dealt with those things. We had Six seven chapters on it. It's hard to condense it into a in a one-liner.
1: Without the time.
0: But they were all they were all cognitive reframing. They were all different perspectives perspectives how to look at things. The sun. The sun. The sun. What about the sun? The rays of the sun. Well, that was more of a metaphor about um, God being present. Yeah. Um, we would fail the final. <laughs> what, about the sun? <laughs> I'm
1: I'm the final. i said yeah. we would all fail the final. don't think I don't think, so. I don't think so. we would have passed the
0: midterm. You know what, maybe, <laughs> I, have more I think I the, the average person in this class, mm-hmm. or certainly the aggregate knowledge possessed by the totality of this class, you would be shocked mm-hmm. the level that it's at. And, in Uh, fact, not to, like, I don't want to bash anyone and say it, like, negative ways, but, like, let's say if you would take a group of people who are in school and studying Tanya and have a class every single day, and, you know, like a yeshiva. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying which yeshiva. Take your pick. And compare them, compare their knowledge. They probably would know more, like, diokim like the details of like this word and that word and why it says, et cetera, instead of all your deeds are written in a book, that kind of stuff, they probably know better than you guys because I don't teach you that stuff. But as far as the flow of the chapters and the main points and, and what it actually means in real life, this, this class is on a very advanced level. But, that's intellectual knowledge. That's different but yes, that's intellectual knowledge, and you have to understand the limitations of a class it's like I can serve you food, I can even teach you how to cook for yourself, but I can't eat it for you.
1: Can you teach me how to because clean it? Because that's the better homework. Aren't you comparing this to high school girls? You have to
0: do homework. No, I, or even I'm the Bachram. last year we discussed Rabbi in the library after class once that
1: we need like the last ten minutes, how we're going to integrate this into Yeah, we did
0: once speak about that.
1: Different course.
0: Okay, let me, let me get to a place where I can stop here and then maybe we'll give you some practical uh, homework here. So when we were meditating on God's omniscience and we were describing it as how does God know everything that's going on? He knows it like you know everything that's happening in your body. You know every sensation that your body is experiencing. You're, you're aware of what's happening to you. Okay, so everything is happening within Hashem. Very good. All right, let's, let's just get to a good stopping place. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's where I am. No created being is hidden from Hashem. Like the Rambam says, And the Kabbalistic w- uh, wise men agree with the Rambam. This is an important concept. Like the Ramak, Rav Meshach Cordovero writes in the Pardes, That through knowing himself, Through knowing himself, he knows all of the created beings that are found, that exist because of the truth of his existence. It's an important theological point, which I'm not going to get into, especially because we gobbled up so much time with other things. There is a great theological debate regarding the nature of Hashem's Yediyah, about His knowledge. The Tareb is saying that this way of looking at it is consistent both with the Rambam as well as with the Kabbalists, namely Meisha Cordovero de Ramach. And that is, that through knowing himself, Hashem knows every detail. Okay, let's just continue a little bit here. However, please remember, this metaphor is only in order to um, placate the listener. But in truth, the, the metaphor is not accurate whatsoever. Ki because a person's soul afilo hasichlis for alakis. Even his nefesh hasichlis and even his nefesh alakis, meaning not just his nefesh Bahamas meaning not just his animal soul, but even his intellectual soul, and even his godly soul, he mamish. The soul of a person is actually affected by what's happening to it, because the God, even the godly soul, it's invested in the animal soul, and therefore it is subjected to whatever's happening to the animal soul. However, in contrast, Hashem is not affected by the changes or the occurrences of this world. (laughs) Nothing affects any change in him. So please understand that on one hand, he's totally aware of everything that's happening, just like you're aware of everything that's happening to you. On the other hand, the metaphor is not completely consistent because it's not affecting him because he can't be affected he is the cause, not the effect okay, we, the of the we affect how we relate him. How, we him. How, he, how we affect how he's the revelation of Hashem in order to help us wrap our heads around that concept so the sages of the truth, meaning the Kabbalists already elaborated at length in their books about these concepts. However, at the end of the day, all Jews believe without any intellectual probing into the matter. And we say, Who you are? You existed before the world existed. And you will continue to exist after the world exists. (laughs) You are eternal. You are unchanging. You are unconditional existence. Like explained above in chapter 20 when we were talking about the nature of God's oneness. So he's making an important theological disclaimer that although when we are meditating for the purposes of inducing awe, When we meditate on Hashem's omniscience, we're very, very focused on this idea that Hashem is super aware of everything that's happening because it's happening to Him. At the same time, please don't be confused. Please do not think that He is subjected to and affected by the changes of this world so that they induce a change in Him. Okay. So, can I have a pen just to mark that we got up to the, it says, Perichov. Okay, we got up to where it says, Kniskel El Perichov. Okay, so, you want a little practical meditation? So, think about, yeah, yeah. With
1: the Rebbe, please tell me one sentence what is the
0: strain of the soul? Strain of the soul is to think about God. Strain of the body was to 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 review how poorly your life goes when you listen to your ego. Strain of the soul is think about God. Okay, so here's the assignment. Think about your life, not somebody else's life. Not a happy meadow with butterflies and a sun shining or something you could find on stock photo uh, websites. Not that. Not picture a brook. No, think about your life, your actual real life. I'm not going to tell you think of happy times or sad times. I don't know, whatever comes up. You'll probably find out about yourself when you, if you see what kind of pictures are coming up. Anyways, think about your life. Think about that whatever it is that you remember, whatever it is that you were conscious of, Hashem is certainly conscious of, and infinitely more so. And infinitely more so. So that's it. Just think about, and I'm not going to tell you, and therefore feel awe because of it. If you do this, the Alta Rebbe says, you will feel awe because of it. So just think about your life, think about what you're aware of, think about what you've seen and heard and processed, and then think about the fact, however you have to do it, if it's by visualizing the eye that sees or the ear that hears, however you want to symbolically represent that to yourself. Think about how Hashem's omniscience extends to all of that okay now if you want to do it right now you're welcome to do it to do it right now and if anybody sees anybody else quietly staring into the corner just allow them to do that they're meditating they're okay nobody needs to call hot just your friend is meditating just let them meditate